A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. We have to understand God rightly to know him intimately. It is the gospel that orients my thinking on every other issue. You can know if you're trusting in Jesus that every single atom in this universe is working for your good. That's why I'm sticking with Jesus. Not because he always does what I want him to do. I'm sticking with Jesus because I just haven't found any better alternative. Hey everyone, you're listening to episode 78 of the Black Brewer podcast. My name is Mary. I'm in the room with Richard and we have a very special guest. Man like Ayo, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, Mary. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you coming on. So Ayo is, um, Ayo's bait, to be fair. A lot of people know Ayo. Ayo is, uh, you know what? Let me let you introduce yourself. Wow. How would you, how would you introduce yourself, Ayo? What do you do that, that classic question? A husband of one wife. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 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 put that in there. Um, husband of one wife. Um, I'm a, I'm a pastor of a church in Newfoundland, London. Mm-hmm. I'm also a, a photographer. So I run a business called Endless Studio, especially in weddings, um, commercial and portrait photography. Also, I run a Christian men's organization called Fortress of Men, which is just passionate mm. about community, accountability, and responsibility as men. And also run something an offshoot called Groom to Husband, which is helping husbands to be to navigate and um, to transition, sorry, from singlehood to husbandhood. Um, uh, you know, mentor. You know, yeah, the list goes on. But yeah, literally, yeah, that's that's a nutshell of of who I am or what I do. Serious list. <laughs> very very busy very guy. Very very busy guy. Richard, yeah. how are you? I'm all right. Do you know, I was just taken aback when you said episode seventy eight. Yeah, yeah. It's been mad, to be road honest. Road to 100. Wow. Road to 100. Yeah, road to 100. Right. Very well. But how you been, Richard? Did you vote? Ayo, did you vote? I don't ask me these questions on, <laughs> on the stream. I was, I was at a wedding and literally, like, wedding was fast. I left the house early and then I was like, oh, I didn't get to vote today, you know? But yeah. But I, hope that's I have three kids. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take it into station, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna, like, I have three kids, but And social distancing, the whole thing, it just makes everything hard. I'm not gonna lie. Just, I voting was actually the last thing on my mind. Unfortunately, yeah, um, there was quite a low, a low voters turnout. But I, the yeah. voting station is right around the corner from my house, so I just walked over there, popped it in for man like Sadiq. Um, there was too many options. <laughs> so after a while, I didn't even know what I was voting for. Support Christian Party here, this here, uh, but um, yeah, whoa. that was very interesting. That was very, very interesting. Interesting politic times were in, so <laughs> very, very much so, very much so. Um, it's a bit mad still, so yeah. <laughs> Very, very mad. Um, but yeah, episode 78 of the Black Brewer podcast. Um, so the last couple of episodes we've been discussing, you know, the Church in the Wild series. And we've been talking about everything to do with the church, church membership, um, fellowship, pastors, leaders, giving, serving. Mm. It's been a lot of interesting conversations, but we definitely knew that we had to cover the topic of, of church hurt. And we definitely will bring Ayo back because as, as you can tell by the bio, Ayo is, is very passionate about men manhood masculinity so i was definitely coming back for that but um knowing io and knowing of io for for yeah, a number of years actually i remember when io was brother io minister io i think he was spe- <laughs> think he was specs man at a time as well that was a long um, time ago <laughs> <laughs> i thought it would be good to, to to have you on especially because you are someone that has been has spoken about church hurt in the past and something you even posted on your ig uh 29th of march which is not too long ago about yeah. You know, today, six years ago, I almost left the faith. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just the first wow. question for you, Ayo and, and, and Richard, feel free to tag in. But, yeah, have you had any experiences with church hurt? Um, and as, as a pastor, have you have you had any uh, church leaders that you've had to support through church hurt as well? Um, so, yeah, so, you know what? Yeah, I can't even lie. The, um, the, the word church hurt, like, I think my circumstance, I, it, when I explain it, it definitely would be, you know, um, casted as church hurt but I, I i would more call it like the dark night of the soul not sure if you heard that terminology before or mm-hmm. even more call it like a faith crisis so um because i i think my response to obviously my pastor um i, I was the youngest of mm, 11 ministers so i was around 22 23 when i got ordained the oldest was in their 30s or so um our pastor was found 
um, guilty of um, sexually gross sexual misconduct with another male minister and then also some other um, male guys as well. And then wow. also with that was the whole manipulation and control stuff happening in the church where um, basically he was sharing people's businesses, making, you know, people were active, causing division and strife basically amongst us, you know, um, subtly, so to speak. So through the art of what I call inception, where he would plant ideas in your minds about people and this and that and whatever, which caused a lot of um, internal strife that was happening in the church. Um, so obviously um, out of that, you know, I would say six six years now, isn't it? Well, well, yeah, see. Um, there's about, I would say 30% of those people that went to that church house, quote unquote, still saved. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, you know, it's just like, yeah, um, just, that doing, just doing life right now. And out of oh. all the ministers, um, oof, maybe only two or three of us are actually still functioning ministerially, to be fair. The rest of them, oh. they're not saved anymore. Some of them, you know, still say, but not operating in any leisure capacity anymore after that experience. So, um, like, um, after that time for me, I uh, I took a leap of faith. You know, I went to go and speak to another um, bishop that I knew just to kind of, like, process what happened mentally. You know, we, um, um, uh, I went, I, I was going to a church that was, you know, predominantly very much into the, area of the prophetic and stuff so mm-hmm. a lot of questions that happened when we came to the area of like the holy spirit and you know you know just questioning things like how that's trying to process how what happened and how we didn't discern it or know it or that's 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 a there's a mirage mm. of questions you understand and yeah, and i yeah, knew yeah. that mentally and emotionally like cause i saw this guy as a father you know what i mean and even when the thing happened like you know even though i was hurt and felt betrayed and stuff that you know still had great love for him still even till now you know he, he you know definitely played a key part in my journey in in my growth as a believer so there's just so much madness of trying to correlate somebody that's been a father to you that's never shown you any type of those mad behavior that he's been found guilty after now heard this and that and just mentally emotionally process so that that three months between january 015 to like march 2015 was just a crazy time of just like just processing emotionally, you know, having to look for a new church, which was on Google, like that was traumatic, to be honest with you. Mm. Trying to like mm. rationalize what happened, you know, break down the relationships with people that were my brothers and sisters, like, you know, like going through that amount of pain. And then the thing, the thing about pain is that when it's not processed with the truth and with the word, you, it has a way of, of, of creating a message for you that really affirms how you feel that, that I believe mm. the whole process of bitterness and then offence and then before you know it, you know, who's Jesus? <laughs> so mm. I, I, I saw myself just like wrestling with how I felt, the pain that I, I was feeling and then also the knowledge of the truth that I, I have. So I know what to say to myself in regards to what I feel, but how I feel was so much more louder. The pain was much louder than the truth that I knew. And I had to really learn the Jesus that is acquainted with my soul, the whole man of soul sort of element of mm. Jesus. So it's like, you know what? Jesus wasn't trying to say that my pain doesn't exist, but I wanted to walk me through my pain and process it so that I could actually, you know, acquire wisdom for what I um, went through, you know? So in a nutshell, those three months was just a dark three months. Like I could spend the whole episode talking about those three months. <laughs> Literally, mm. so kind of find words to kind of encapsulate it and embellish it enough for people to understand what I was going through. But every question you could think about, I questioned, you know, you just, yeah, man, like every, everything that I was, yeah. <laughs> I think about it now, just like, yo, it was mad. But um, yeah, literally, so... um. I even forgot the the question you asked me, Mary. You know, um, just <laughs> my experience with church hurt, and then if I, if yeah. I anybody else that's a leader that's in church hurt, right as yeah. well. So yeah, obviously, like you know, there's some stuff happening at the moment now that we're probably all aware of. So I've, I've had some leaders from that particular church that's going for quite a public um what should I use scandal? Don't know what to yeah probably use word scandal. I don't know what to what to use, but um yeah, so they're going through the same same thing that I went through. So me and my wife have had to like, you know, just be a bit of support and help to just kind of like mentally process them through what they're feeling and thinking after being really like mostly, grossly manipulated and controlled by their leader. And obviously stuff coming out that's really foreign to the behaviour that they knew of him. So 
I'm actually walking through that with people at the moment. So literally the last, what's it? Seven, eight days, I've been on the phone every day <laughs> for at least two hours, one hour, talking to people, processing through their current church hurt and dilemma at the moment. So that's been insightful and it's been, you know what? One key word I said to myself during my process of restoration after that, those three months was that I said to myself as well in my journal, in my prayer time, like, you know, I said, I thank God for pain. And it, it took me a while to mm. say that was my... um deliverance moment if I could say that where I could read Psalms and read David and say that yeah it was good that I was afflicted like mm-hmm. I found I found a message in my pain a purpose in it where even now and it's walking through people over the years where I'm able to speak to it and 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 show and be proof that God can take you through that and you still come come out better and wiser and stronger and, and even learn God in a whole new way because for me that experience really brought a, a new dimension to my theology and that's my understanding of God and that's yeah really just knowing him in a, in, a, in a more intimate way where I knew scriptures but then you know the word became flesh this time around <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of thing so helping the church leaders right now has been has been I don't know if this sounds vain but it's been it's been it's been rewarding in the sense of whereby being privileged enough by God to really be a voice of reason and help and, that's, and, right. and, and visible evidence that you can go through a madness and still end up all right. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a pastor now. Like that's the last thing I would have thought of what would have happened after that. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. So, so yeah. So I'm not talking for long now. So yeah, literally that's it in a nutshell. Nice. It's, I, I forgot that you were a pastor for a second. So you start, <laughs> when you started ministering, I was like, oh, of course. My guy's, got, my guy's in, his, in his bag. Yeah, but um, no, the, the point you made about um, how you now are able to comfort with the comfort yeah. you've received from the yeah. Lord, um, yeah. it's fantastic, and yeah. it, it's it's so interesting because people people go through church hurt and yeah. and you know you, as you've just said, like thirty percent or, or or some of the, the percentage of people that went through what you went through have left the church and are no longer engage, um, yeah. and it's it, it's encouraging to see someone like yourself actually being able to to pour into others, yeah. you know. But during when, when you was going through like what you was going through, like yeah. how did you? How did that affect your view of, of people? So, for example, the people in the church, and then how did that affect your view of God as well? Because that yeah. must have been affected. Because of you, you, you mentioned even um, you wondering like, why did we not discern this? Like, why, yeah. why, why wasn't this revealed to us? Type thing. Like, yeah. how did you, how did you navigate through that? Yeah. So, like, this, this is where my experience is quite, you know, unique to the degree whereby what happened didn't did it shift me in that way of whereby I was like, burn the church, this and that, X, one, Z. My wife, maybe she was like, you know, black churches, I just got to Catholic church, a white church. She's a bit more like that. <laughs> but for me, yeah, it was like, because like something happened, let me even just get even more transparent. Something happened when our, our oversight had a meeting with us ministers um, and they asked us what they want to do. And then they, they all said we should close the church. And then like, that was the last thing on my mind, if I'm honest with you. But then, um, I, they, they, some of them started to be like, you know, this minister thing, not on it anymore. And I, I was going to copy them, like, yeah, let me just copy, <laughs> copy solo suit, yeah. And then, like, but I felt a witness in my spirit say, like, no, I've called you. And then, like, when I wanted to, like, just, like, follow suit with what everyone else was doing, there was still something in me, Mary, uh, which, like, like, wouldn't allow me to just, like, say that this thing is not real or fake or, like, entertain those mm. sort of dialogue that's the only way i can say it, it honest with you and so i never had the narrative of like churches there's people from church or whatever i um that year when that thing happened was to this date was the year where i thought i really grew in the lord like bountifully in my walk with god so for me i think there was a bit of a mature element perspective that i had when i saw what happened and had to have a response of whereby i want to learn from this but I'm still going through pain. So my narrative wasn't necessarily check people for this and that. I was I was the one actually like going through pain and hurt guys, yeah, but I was still trying to be a pastor, like help people and support people. Mm. Like, I'm still drowning, by the way, guys, at the same time, yeah, but I was still, no, come on, you know, people were just, you know, people, everyone, people had their own reactions to what was happening. So I was, I was kind of like the guy trying to hold it together kind of thing. So, um, but I was still going through my own at the same time. So my narrative, like, really just came to just, it was more just questioning um, God on this pain that I'm feeling. How do I get out of what I'm going through? 
Like I'm losing my desires to like pursue the way I was pursuing before. Like my zeal was gone. You know, I found myself being tempted by much more d- different sins that I was doing before that I thought I had dealt with that I had just like come back in full blast. Just like there was just mm. bare stuff happening where it's just like, raw, like, how do I get out of it? Like, and I just like, and I feel like this. And then like, some days I'm praying, some, some, days, some days I'm not really praying. Some days I'm just crying. Mm. Some days I'm just like, you know, I, I, I was... I was a I was a whirlwind of mess, guys. Literally, like what <laughs> well, some days could be good, some days just be like, you know what I'm saying? So I, I was navigating like 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 almost it felt like I was navigating multiple things at the same time. Like it was really crazy. I think one day I'm gonna actually try to flesh this out and write it so I can tickle it myself properly. But yeah. my questions were more around around just just questioning God on my pain. How do I get from here? The suffering what I was going through. And just like, you know, temptation, sin, like, you know, just, yeah. And just like losing my fervency to even have anything to do with church. So at the same time, knowing that I wanted to go to church, I had a lot of confusion, guys. I probably, you probably hear from what I'm saying. Like this guy mm-hmm. was really just like, just, just up and down, this and that, that was it in a nutshell. Right. Really, yeah. So that's to kind of give you a bit more. So my attitude towards church people didn't really shift. Mm. Stuff. I think definitely my my relationship with, with with leaders was probably the most the part that needs to be healed the most because i gave my all in that church you know what i mean that, i yeah, was yeah. down guys you know what i mean i'm a quite a radical guy by nature when it comes to what i believe in so that area there and then working that back through with my new pastor and stuff that was the process for me that was really like yeah okay you gotta learn how to trust again you know what i mean kind of thing and that was the you, you know the the main I think I had to really learn. Mm, mm. I, I was going to say, I think there's a, you mentioned, you've mentioned so much and there's actually a few things there. I just wanted to, to really, really slightly highlight. I think one thing that you mentioned was just really being able to empathize with things like the Psalms. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and I think, and I think it's really underestimated. Sometimes we just read the Psalms as though they're some, uh, you know, as, as though they're some, uh, <laughs> just nice little bits of poetry that we can yeah. just, we can just take in, but you know, you appreciate even just a little bit of the context of some of those Psalms and you yeah. realize just how, how true they really do resonate. Like I remember somebody asking me recently, um, you know, how do you understand the Psalms in context? And I was just like, listen, all you have to do is try and take a step back for a second. And especially where you can try and just figure out what it's saying to the person, what that person is actually saying and why they're saying it of all people and what was going on at that particular time. And, you know, I think I gave them an example of, um, I think it was Psalm 90, uh, where, you know, you've got, it's a Psalm of Moses and he's literally saying, God, you are my dwelling place. You know, and he's saying, and he's saying, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And um, before the mountains were raised, you know, etc. Before the valleys were low, like you, you are God. And isn't and 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 you 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 take a step back, and you just have to realize that actually, do you know what? In Moses's life, um, he never actually had a home. Like mm-hmm. throughout the whole, throughout the entirety of his life, from his birth, he was put down in the river by the riverside and floated along the Nile. <laughs> you know, he ended up in the in the house of foreigners, um, whom he ra- he was raised up in, and yet always saw his own people afflicted and never really felt as one of them went to try and meet with his own people, end up having to run away as a fugitive because he was then casted out as a murderer. He then spent how many years in the wilderness? He then went from the wilderness to try to go back to his people. He then went from there, take them back, and they went to now go join him in the wilderness for 40 years. <laughs> and then even when it was time to reach the promised land, he died. But this is a man who goes and says, you know what, God, you're my dwelling place. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, it's, and it's a powerful thing because then you start to realize that, right, like, even when... I feel like I have no place to call home or even when I feel like I'm completely isolated or, you know, or, or by myself or without any kind of help in this world, you know, I have a God who's my dwelling place. And I just think that actually like the more you read through the Psalms and the more you just go through life experiences, the more I found that actually Psalm, the Psalms have just been one of those books in which I found deep, deep, deep levels of comfort, especially through things like this. Um, so, yeah. Like, cause you can be wronged. Um, it's wild. You can be wronged by people in the church even. And yeah, still just read the Psalms and just recognize that, you know what, these people are sinners and, and, and yes, I'm afflicted, but you know what, God is still my God and mm-hmm. his people are still my people. Um, and I'm, and I'm to find joy in the fellowship of the saints and, and actually in the, in the temple of the Lord, there's knowledge, you know, and I think the other thing I was just going to mention is, um, and so, yeah, I was really just trying to stress that actually, you know, the Psalms have been a really powerful thing, especially for, um, communicating with people who have gone through hurt of all sorts and just really just trying to show them that actually, do you know what, hurt is not, um, something that's mutually exclusive for, for, from from the life of God's people. Like people, mm-hmm. the people of God will experience hurt at times, and that shouldn't be so disorienting. 
Yeah. Um, to the extent whereby we should act as though it was it was never. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 now shown as something about you know about God that that we never knew that that is, that previously wasn't true to us or something. Do you know what I mean? It, sh- it shouldn't be taken as like that. You know, you look at the life of Job. You look in the book of James. You you read through even just the life of Paul, etc., and the life of our Savior Jesus Christ, who mm. you know who died. Um, you actually realize just for our for, for us to taste be- the be- the beauty of heaven, you kind of realize that actually sometimes in the Lord's plan, um, He's pleased to introduce pain. pain um, but no, but we should take comfort that actually everything's working together for our good. Yeah. Um, mm. The other thing I was going to mention was actually you said something really interesting. You said something about essentially, um, ah, bro, I think it was essentially something to do with like the authority that you were of, like everything that you believed was just thrown into question. Um, mm. And yeah, and just that like everything was like, when you start to experience suffering, it was just like the questions were just like, why, why is God allowing this to happen? Like, why is, you know, and, and, and even just in the sense of like the prophetic, et cetera, you were just, it was just like, why did we get blindsided by this? Like, why is, why is all this kind of stuff happening? And I think, um, something I was talking to, you know, my good friend, Tim Keller now, um, this guy who, (laughs) you know, I I don't know, I've in lockdown, I've fallen in love with this guy, but, um, yeah, like Keller, 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 yeah, he's a cop man. He said something in one of his sermons that I listened to recently, and he was just talking about the authorities that we that we essentially submit ourselves to. Mm. Um, and one thing he was saying was that actually, do you know what? Um, he said, "There's a imagine there's a ma- there's a man right. He walks around. He's 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 de- he's he believes he's dead, right? And he's and he's walking around and he's telling all these friends, I'm dead. I'm a dead man. I'm a dead man. I'm not alive, right? And you're trying to convince him he's alive, but he doesn't believe you. Eventually, you show him all the science books in the world, and, and you're proving and you prove to him, listen, dead men don't bleed. And you can both and you both agree at that point, yes, dead men do not bleed. You eventually take out a knife, you slash the man, and he starts bleeding. And you ask him, what does that prove to you? He says it proves that science was wrong. Mm-hmm. And the question, the, the point is this: actually, do you know, what? irrespective of what um, what evidence is presented to us. We always ultimately believe based on the authority that we choose to submit ourselves to. Mm. And if you choose to submit yourself to your own kind of your own kind of will, your own kind of thought processes, etc., and you're trying to tell yourself, boom, do you know what? Like, I'm my own boss, I'm whatever, then regardless of what we kind of present to you, or regardless of the like like the situations that you go through, like when things are good, you might say that you're trusting in Christ, but actually you might you, you might truly not. But then when <laughs> things are thrown under, do you know what I mean? When things are actually thrown under the bus. Like at that moment, you actually find ways to start to rationalize yeah. whatever it is that you truly believe. Um, and you will start to find ways to, to submit yourself to that authority more explicitly than you have before. Whereas on the other side, if you, tr- if you just believe that God is who he says he is and that God is working all things together for good, then actually you understand what it means to rejoice in the midst of affliction. And you understand what it means to find hope and, and peace and to know that God is never le- will never leave you nor forsake you. And to still appreciate that, you know, the Lord is your shepherd, even in the, even in the midst of that. And he's walking you for the valley of the shadow of death. You know, it's, it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing, but you know, just, just being like submitting yourself to God's word and actually just knowing and to know it, like to really know it and believe it really does just change how the believer goes through suffering. Like, I'm not going to mention the Augustine quote that we usually mention just because, because <laughs> we love it. But, but yeah, like it's, it's not the situation that's different. the the rain The rain shines and the sun the sun shines and the and the rain pours and the just and the unjust alike. It's not the situations we go through that are different, more per, per se, but it's um it's the way we respond and the response is based on whom we who we believe ultimately. Yeah. So so yeah. yeah. No, I was even going to say that even to the part where the the, the, the emphasize and stuff and the, and the Psalms um um and point you just made now, like you know, I think. I think one of the, one of the ways where I was probably able to um, not have a narrative of of treat people like this is because I knew who I was. Mm. Once I, 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 I knew who I was, the Bible there's a, a life quote that I have for the scripture. You know, those that you know that want to obtain mercy must show mercy, right? So mm. that, that that shapes my reality of how I deal with people and how I judge people and situations. I'm like, bro. The same measure, Ayo, <laughs> that you're extending to these people. And the only reason I was able to even come to understand it because I knew who God saved me from, you know, what saved me from and what right. I am before God. So there's almost a, a humility that kind of came whereby, you know, especially someone that was a leader, he was doing, you know, what he was doing and this sort of stuff was happening behind the scenes and yet he didn't know anything about it. There was a, there's a level of humility that I actually had where it's just that fam, 
can't even say anything to anybody about anything. If anything, I felt a, a sense of failure where like, rah, failed these people, you know? You know what I mean? Like, wasn't able to, you mm. know, shepherd the way it was supposed to. He wasn't able to, you know, like, I, I, I learned what it means. Because I think, I think we noticed some stuff, if I'm honest with you, but then your love and your respect and your... You know yeah. what I'm saying? How you see your leader, like, right. would dispel any ounce of queries you had in your heart and mind that, uh, you know, and I, I learned the whole, that sometimes love is, the whole love is blind sort of element that we talk about. Sometimes how we can blindly just trust and, and because of that, our love for people rather than even allowing that love to be married with truth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, literally. So, so it was an introspective time that, um, that allowed me to be acquainted with my humility and, 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 you know, and allowed me to really be like, you know what, I need to extend mercy to, I need mercy and I'm going to extend that mercy as well. Kind of thing that really probably helped me with how to people. And I think my relationship breakdown with people was probably more character and opinion um, orientated than it was oh, because, you know, people actually like this and that people just had different views on how things should have been done and that made them now judge people's character and therefore they thought this, they thought that X, Y, and Z. So it was a good lesson to learn how a shepherd's life can have ramifications that affect the lives of multiple people beyond right. his, you understand that that yeah, one yeah, yeah. That, that, and this is this what I want to hone in of church hurt because even the situation I'm dealing with now, I believe is like, and hearing how people are talking, like based on one person, the the head shepherd's lifestyle and behavior must come out, and how it's affected people's faith. It really hones in how I, I see in the word. I think it's I think I see it first in Exodus, where where where, where we see uh, when um, when God um, exalted Moses in the eyes of Israel and talks about how Israel saw the wonders, and then they believed in um, in God, and they also believed in, in Moses, the servant. And, and, and you've seen this thing whereby God knew he had to mold Moses in a way whereby he had influence, you know what I mean? And, and there was a level of reverence that the people had for him that would allow them to actually heed the words that he was speaking on the behalf of God. And you see it in mm-hmm. the New Testament, even with Paul telling Timothy, like, my friend, watch your life. What mm. doctrine, you know what I mean? You save mm. yourselves and people that hear you, and just realizing the the weight of a shepherd and how you know what I do, what I teach, how I live has direct effect on people. And I used to be with those people who used to question like, oh, you, you know, your pastor's sins is all right. Why you need to church and be like, you know, that's a bit whatever. But then now going through it, I and, and firsthand aid helping people through it, I I understand the the influence and the position and the power that you know, pastor has or shepherd has over the flock that he actually leads and how, how how intertwined, you know, even I think it's probably a more humanity thing of anything, but even spiritually speaking, how intertwined, you know, the, the imitation of the faith and the following and how yeah, how they're that they're that visible quote unquote example, you know, manifestation of what it looks like to follow God at, at a certain, you know, um, 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 capacity. And when that now comes out like it wasn't what it's supposed to be it's it's, it's questionable i said like rah but you did this mm. you did that yeah. you, you know what i mean kind of thing you're questioning your whole existence with them and what they did for you like rah like like bro like you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah man it's, it's mad but you know what so yeah. it has to, it was, that also has to mean that when people do yeah come to church there has to be a distinction between you know the man who's teaching you and actually your faith as well yeah. like there has to be a recognition that actually like your faith can't be contingent upon the you know the the individual right and i think part of that just comes from a proper understanding of like sin mm. and just recognizing that literally when we say nobody's perfect we really mean it like <laughs> like like nobody <laughs> nobody's perfect um including the people who lead and ministers like it's obviously it's, now that we're here and you've and you've brought up some of these topics like even just thinking about the whole ravi zacharias thing yeah. and and things that happened on that front like we were it got to the point where people had essentially exalted a man to the extent whereby he was running around with a ministry that was even in his own name mm. um, and, and all of these types of things. And, and now, like, when these allegations did start coming out and they did hear about them, they were silencing them because they didn't, they didn't believe that, do you know what I mean, that something mm. could have been, you know, could be true about the minister that served with them. They didn't want to investigate them. They didn't want to look into them properly. They were just silenced. And 
And actually that has, like you said, it has huge ramifications for the people who dare, who go out and listen to them. But actually also it should just teach us as people who listen and and, and who hear people and who, and who find people. And like you said, people, we have to trust people in the church, right? We, 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 we agree on that, but. But when you do like see these people and and, and you see them actually fall away at times because it happens people yeah. not everyone who you know some those, some of those who were with us went out from us um because yeah. they were never truly of us like when that happens like there just has to be a recognition that listen god like my faith isn't contingent on the on 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 this person's ability to hold on do you know what i mean and yeah. my faith isn't contingent upon um on whether so-and-so um fulfills his role as pastor sufficiently or whether actually he you know, whether he does or doesn't get caught up in a particular scandal. Like my faith is contingent upon the on the blood of Christ. Um, yeah. you know, a bit like a pleading for me, you know, um, speaking better things than the blood of Abel for me. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's 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 the that's the 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 basis and the foundation of my faith. Yeah. And if that's the case, then you know, come be it suffering, be it, you know, failings of of church leaders or whatever, like they won't shake the faith in the way that they 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 have so often or so easily can if we're not careful mm-hmm. and so i think yeah just having that kind of clear awareness that actually the the belief though i'm thankful for the belief of my ministers though i'm thankful for the way god has used them to teach me etc cetera, etc cetera, i'm also very well aware that you know even if they were to fall away my christ is still on his throne you know yeah um, so yeah i think yeah. like i definitely agree with you i think like um I still feel like I st- um, there's, there's there's this grey element, and I think that, and, and that's the reason why I use some of those scriptures that I use in, in particular. Because I, even when I look at like striking the shepherd and the sheep scattering sort of thing, I, I look at the nature of like you know what the people that I'm referring to maybe that are, that have had their faith affected based on the person that they were following, i.e. the shepherd. I look at it maybe on the faces of maybe of relationship towards that person. Um, and, and maybe yeah. the, the, the actual living experience with that individual that caused them to have questions that that rattled them that in turn affect the faith. Yeah. The people, the people that that I'm seeing now that have quote unquote left the faith, it, it wasn't like they just burned Jesus the next day. It was a gradual thing of just not going to church anymore. Mm, yeah. of, it was really gradual. And, it, and and what I saw was the whole you know the whole Matthew twenty four, the heart going wax cold. You know what I mean? That's that's the offense that's growing over time and whatnot. And yeah. And and the, and the realization of whereby, you know, the 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 element of the questions that were being asked, and you know, sometimes, sometimes in those times you ask questions that there really isn't really any answers for. But you know, that's how Satan starts to plant the thoughts of just like you know, asking us, you know, that, that whole drove thing dialogue of just asking all these questions where it's just like it's all waffle, but it's just like <laughs> you know, literally we're asking questions that there's no really answer for. And it's just a whole. Potter versus Clay asking questions about it, <laughs> situation kind of thing. I just, uh, I, I just seen more. That's like you know what, there's a relationship element to this part that I feel affects the faith. Whereby having doing life with the individual, then finding out how the individual, individual was living or what they were doing or what it did to you. Because some people's church chat is, is is abuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 this thing is a tense tense topic. Whereby on a soul level, there's a, there's a level of damage and pain that some people go through that you know, just don't necessarily reconcile that with the truth, you know, because I do believe you yeah. should always approach this with the thing of separation of, you know, my faith is in Christ and and, and I have a teacher that teaches me the word. But I think Paul, when it, I read that scripture in the first Timothy 4, like it, 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 for me, my takeaway from it was that there's, there's, there's a, there's, there's a stricter judgment on a, on a teacher and a shepherd on the basis Definitely. of his, his role. Yeah. Uh, his role affects the sheep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how yeah. his life can become a stumbling block that, that, exactly. that puts more of the fear of God in me as a leader right now more than the people that are saying you know what X, Y, Z because the leader I think leaders in this church conversation need to take a step back and look at how what they do has ramifications beyond you know their, their comprehension like that's 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 on, on that level as well that's, that's yeah. add that to the to the point no, you made Rich, Rich. No, I agree I agree yeah. I think I think even in, in, in James it talks about you know not many 
should be teachers for the be, you know, judge judge more strictly. And and I think the point you made about how um, you know, even when you talked about your own experience, um, you, you called that man a, a father, like that was a yeah. father figure. Um oh. and we, it's it's very easy uh to and that's why I think, you know, with church hurt the, the close connection is always there with with your view of God because mm-hmm. these are people that you believe to be uh, God's people who, who who gave you the scriptures and then when you see them fail uh, it's really hard to divorce that from from what you see. Like, I, you know, some people now um, they remember the scriptures that their their pastor may have have, have misused or used that as to 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 threaten yeah, them. So yeah. now, when they hear it, even yeah. when they hear it quoted in the right context, they still cringe. Wow. There's certain yeah, things yeah. that trigger them. <laughs> <laughs> There's certain things that oh, trigger God. them, and that's Yo, really hard to that's really hard to deal with. Yeah, like, it's really hard to it's unpack. Real, guys. Um, it's real. Yeah, it affects it affects everything everything um, that you think about church as well. Because even even with you, Ayo, like you were talking about how like your church hurt didn't really affect your view of people but but definitely affected your view of, of, of leaders and even now processing the the recent uh scandal that you're working through so like how yeah. do you how how do you deal with with failures of, of church leadership like how should you deal with failures of church yeah. leadership? this is a hefty question i think it's i think it's even a question that i'm even processing through now i mean the, the dealings of it always depend upon the response of the leader my mm-hmm. one admitted it this one i'm dealing with now is, is just yeah <laughs> not admitting it basically so it makes it a lot more tense I, I, what, what i've realized with it mm. more so guys and the pattern that i've had with my church experience and what i'm dealing with now is that these people weren't accountable to anybody mm. and i've seen church help scenarios thrive even ones that i've just researched or known about when the person i.e the shepherd that is probably the perpetrator of this stuff is, is, a, is a law unto himself. So exactly. um, there, there are elements where the church hurt can happen in, you know, healthy structures where, because you know what, the church hurt thing is, is this life hurt, you know what I mean? It's just hurt full stop, you know what I mean? But obviously mm-hmm. I understand why we put the church there and all that, all that, all that good stuff. But I, I, I've seen in the context of where it's been heavy church hurt, where it's been like, you know, manipulation control and maybe detrimental is that the leaders that are involved in that, that have been perpetrated of it, haven't had accountability and, and you know, are not, yeah, are law unto themselves. And I've seen that the pattern here is that, you know, how how are we um, legislating leaders? You know, you know, who who are these leaders being sent by? You know, what what is your lineage? You know, who 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 is your? I think these these things obviously I'm not saying 100 um, not not allow these things to happen, but more times out of ten will provide a healthy dynamic whereby some church church situations don't need to get to the extent of what they get to if there are healthy structures, right. policies in place that allow things to be addressed on uh, uh, at a certain level or whatever's actually taking place. So um, what what I'm seeing now is I'm just seeing a pattern of whereby these situations happen where, you know, these two ones that I'm talking about in, in particular both involve, you know, sexual misconduct where it's just like, okay, you know, when it comes to dealing with it, there was no policy in place. Like my church one, it happened a year before the thing actually came out. Like because at that point, he didn't have oversight. He had he had oversight halfway through the year. They didn't know who to go to to like you know address the guy because he was just denying it for blank um, 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 when when he when he was addressed about it. So mm. I I think healthy structure, accountability, policy um, are, are are key things in place that can help with the church. Um, leadership um, dynamic yeah. um, I've seen it become more ugly when it doesn't have things like that because then the leader or people involved are just trying to control the narrative of how things go which ends yeah. up causing more church hurt because there's no policy mm. there's no structure there's no nothing you know the person in question is, the, is still the head it's just like really what the hell is going on here you know what I mean so um, yeah. yeah so I don't know if that answers your question um, Mary but um, that's helpful I, yeah. helpful yeah so I think that's one dynamic of it um, is your question more like um, to what um, as a leader what we can do to prevent church hurt or is it just how do we just deal with it when it happens so just to um, yeah I think a bit of both to my, my okay. next question was going to okay. be that um, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but yeah probably, probably understand like Rich is there anything you was going to add about like how to deal with the failing, failing, failings of church leadership church pastors no not, not, not too much I think I think the um, I think I touched on it like church government is really helpful um, actually having a helpful having a having a plurality of elders very helpful yeah. um 
to be honest, is absolutely necessary as far as I'm concerned. Um, actually, and yet, yeah, to be like, because don't get me wrong, yes, you might, yes, you might have a faithful elder, yeah. but even that faithful elder needs, you know, they need godly counsel and they need people they can be accountable to, yeah. you know, and at the end of the day, they're still sinners. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it's a, I think we do, we also do the church a big misjustice when we, when we refuse to actually give, like, to push for that as well, wherever that's not the case. Like, I think we actually have a duty to make sure that we have, like, I'm currently in a church, for example, that has a lone elder, but um, mm. because our, old, our former elder passed away, um, our former second elder passed away, however, um, or first elder, rather. But, that, but the thing is, actually, like, it's still taken very long before getting a second elder in, but it's actually a very necessary thing. Yeah. Like, I just don't think we can downplay, um, yeah, just the need for a second elder. Mm. Um, and, yeah, even just with regards to things like... Um, yeah, some level of policy or some sort of procedure in terms of what happens when some level of sexual misconduct actually occurs or something of that yeah. kind of ilk. Again, yeah. like if you have a Sloan elder dealing with that kind of stuff, whether the Sloan elder is involved or not, like whether it's just people in the con- like in the congregation, that's yeah. a very difficult thing to have to deal with yeah. without having a plurality of elders to actually de- like to come alongside you and deal with that kind of thing. Yeah. So again, like, yeah, I think, I think having the, the church, a healthy church like structure is helpful but in the end of the day like it still doesn't do away with the possibility of these things happening yeah but it might make things a lot more transparent and and and, and a lot more like understandable in terms of how you as a church deal with these things mm-hmm. especially in, a, in an era where you know these things are really coming to the forefront yeah. um just the real like a real appreciation of just how certain people's power powers have been abused in the past and how yeah. um even these like superstar church leaders are, are being found out left right and center for you know being involved in all sorts of um sexual scandals and so so yeah so i think i think that's definitely um helpful points from eye on that yeah yeah because I, I was even i was even thinking like if you're a church member for example so i'm listening to to you guys speak uh i'm a church member i go to a church like what kind of like what kind of unhelpful unhealthy uh, ch- cultures should i be like trying to avoid that, that lead to because obviously we've we spoken a bit about uh, sexual misconduct but sometimes there's gossip sometimes there's control sometimes there's abuse yeah. of power like there's yeah. there's other remits that lead to church hurt so kind of like if, as a member of a church like what kind of culture should i be seeing and thinking mm, this is not healthy and this potentially needs to be uh yeah. remedied good question man huh? very good question um um let me see I think um, yeah, we've already touched church government. Yep, church government, government is yeah, one. Government, yeah, I think like transparency. You know, you know, you know what's funny? Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's not until something happens then you see the true reflection of some cultures and church. So that's true. Why I say that is because like even the scenario that I was in or what I'm dealing with now, they would all tell you that they were family, that they were all cool, and that they were all peoples, but then. It's not until when somebody leaves, then we're seeing how we react to how they leave. So if, if people leave the church, you know, for whatever reason, and you've been now being taught to be like, you know, they're, they're not of us anymore, they're this, they've done whatever, they're demonized, then I would say that's a massive red flag yeah. on, on the healthiness of it. And, and that sort of element shows me that there's an element of control over, you know, who um, over the people in the house in regards to how they express their faith in the context of being a part of a local assembly. That's a big red flag that I would say to notice on. Um, transparency, 100%, like you said. Um, uh, what else is there? Yeah, I guess like, you know, the, the usual gossip, you know, but I feel like sometimes the, the stuff I want to say is stuff that we already know that's not yeah. cool. You know what I mean? So sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like the the church, um, the church hurt things probably happen, guys, and, and hurt more in settings where, it felt like family, you understand, yeah. and, it, and, it, and, it was, yeah. and there was strong bonds and and so forth. So that's kind of like, like, like the pull these places have sometimes. I'm honest with you. <laughs> and then it's not until when something kicks off where you don't agree, and then you're seeing a certain level of pushback. You're like, right, you know what I mean. So where you, where you don't see clear procedures or healthy confrontation when it comes to maybe things you don't agree with and how they're settled, if, if it's very much pushback, pushback, red flag. Because it shows me that then there's there's no room for um you know for dialogue or no, there's no room for if or maybe's or let's you know flesh this out. Mm-hmm. If it's mm-hmm. very much like what I say and 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 it goes, then mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> red, <laughs> red flag sort of thing. Which goes back to again to church government and and policy, isn't it? Essentially, how things are yeah. um are, are handled. So that's what I would say um 
off the top of my head in a nutshell. That's the kind of like give maybe key things. I think you need to see how the church handles conflict. How do they handle things that are not favourable? How do they handle those 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 areas there? I feel like kind of give you the, the the real juice juice of the culture rather than the usual. Every church is going to be yeah, no, we'll talk, man. Yeah, I'm saying every church is going to yeah. be when you go there, it's going to be it's going to be oh, this is a nice experience. Oh my god, they love it. Yeah. When you give them the squeeze, that's yeah. when you get the juice juice. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man. Literally, yeah, man. So. I think that's a really good point, Ayo, because I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Um, when, you, when you talk to people who've, who've been through church hurt or, or had to lead their church, a lot of the times it's like when we would address something, it was never handled properly or yeah. the, they could never be corrected or their yeah. word was final. Or, and, yeah. you know, of course, we, we, we spoke in the previous episode about sometimes your pastor's going to say something that you actually don't agree with, but you submit yeah. to him because that area isn't like something you, you, you want to... Uh, so it's like, okay, why can't we have you know this one at this time and pastor says well let's have it at this time you know you're gonna you, you you understand you might you might submit to that but if he's not even willing to hear your opinion or he's not even willing to consider you your input then you almost wonder like e like where's the the pastor that actually is is a, is a shepherd for the people who wants to yeah, love exactly. and serve and be humble and wants to be yeah like wants to actually be um understands that as much as he's a leader he's also a servant and someone who has exactly. the same righteousness as as the, the church member so i can't like you know overbear or try and put his own authority on uh the people so so i think the points you made were, were very useful because yeah. a lot of times when the the elder isn't even willing to listen or there's no room for tra- there's no transparency you don't know what the, what's happening in the finances you don't mm. know what's being spent here like all these other different things that can flow mm. out of the culture then you know he yeah. it's a bit it's a bit techie it's a bit yeah. techie um no yeah next that. next question um, and, and i feel like this could be useful because of some of the things you've said before so like <laughs> i don't feel like my church hurt a date i don't feel like my church hurt was addressed adequately by, by by leadership like what what should i do like so example something has happened in the church maybe it involves the church leaders or maybe it involves like another member in the church you've addressed that to, to the church leader and nothing's really happened like what what should i do in that instance so um, I, 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 I answer it like on a um on a personal level and then i'll address it also like on a, um, a more organizational level so so personal one advice is that you know, don't process um, the issue, the hurt, the pain, the offence with people that have the same offence, pain and issue as you. Okay. Uh, that equals blindly leading the blind. And I learned a lot that it's very easy to find people that, you know, can bond with your pain that will now give you counsel that will just make you probably act out of character and, and you know, out, out of, um, you know, out, out of unrighteousness more than you doing the right thing. So that's a, on a personal level, I'll say, look, seek out wise counsel people that you respect that you value that you honor that can you know just walk and process through with you how you yeah. feel you can vent to you can just do all your higgy hagger and all that stuff and they, will, they won't judge you they will let you do what you're doing and then they will you know what i'm saying and walk you through what's happening so i think that's key because i don't want um it's key that people don't feel they 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 have to suppress how they feel and all that sort of thing they need to process all of that and let it out and allow that stuff to be um, processed with the truth, which is the key part. On a corporate, on an organisational level, so I would say, once again, this goes back to now policy, you know what I mean, and and government. And a part of me feels like, fam, if if, 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 if you've gone through the necessary procedures and then they still haven't adequately addressed your hurt, you know, depending on what kind of, you know, nature of hurt it is, you know, if it's obviously something, you know, um, you know that's that has legal ramifications then redrin my friend the police station is there um if, facts. <laughs> if it's if facts we'll talk no nah, facts you know, the lord of land still needs to be upheld in, in in the house of god um and if it's something where um if there i would say depending on your knowledge if there's another church or other elders maybe they're not you know quote unquote uh, you know inside the church or whatnot that you could probably speak to that you may think had some sort of relationship with the people in the church, then yeah, feel free to escalate it, you know, more honesty, guys. Um, and to, depending on, on the hurt that is, because sometimes the church hurt, depending on what you're talking about in particular, Mary, some things are left, are better left just like, you know what, process this by yourself, get your yeah. and move forward, and just, you know what I mean? And some things based on what happened to you, if it's something that you think is happening <laughs> to others and something that's got, you know, that nature sort of things, then I think escalation of it, to other people 
um, that could probably speak into it in authority would, would definitely be the best place to go to as well. So, um, yeah, man, that, that this one is techie, man, because if the, if the government and the policy ain't clear, if there isn't that like, clear oversight of who else can can speak to the leaders in the church that can talk above them as well, it, it limits, you know what I mean? And this is one of the things that I said to my friend the other day, like, even how we do church, you know, in our modern day culture, just, it's just a bit mad because anybody can get up and be like, they've been called by God to go and do whatever. And it's like, and then nobody can't tell them no. You know what I mean? Yeah, kind no. of fear. It's all this like, just this, 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 this liberty and freedom when it comes to how we do things, where it's just like, man, it's doing more damage than good now because when things go pear-shaped, it's almost as if like, who and what, where do we go to that this person can actually be reprimanded by, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. thing. So an area that I'm really just like, yeah, um, yeah, passionate about that I think needs to be addressed, you know, but that's what I would say, you know, on a personal and um, organisational level. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, even with what you went through, um, yeah. did you did you have like protocol uh, procedures? Like how, how did that even work out? Yeah, well, we didn't. So what happened um, that year, where it all came out i think midway that year that's when our covering got um uh, it was made official so to speak so that, that 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 was the person he was accountable to but it seemed more relational kind of thing but on that day when i know that i that i got fully ordained actually was was when there was like an official announcement that my church was an offshoot um um was just was basically under um this of uh, this bishop so before then there wasn't anywhere that they could go to even on a personal level, our pastor didn't have much other, like, you know, male or female minister friends. Only a few people that we thought if we go to, they would probably take his side, you know what I mean, kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, mm. yeah, there wasn't, so, which is also another red, red flag. You, you, your your shepherd, your pastor, whatever, should have a peripheral of other ministry friends <laughs> that, are, yeah. that are, you know, that are in authority that you could probably go to and then whatnot. So, these, so I feel like the nature of our church and the way that he was, he, he hung more around us, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So that, that's a red flag as well, you know. So mm. all due respect, <laughs> not saying pastor can't be friendly with them, with them members, but if he's around you guys all the time, then yo, you know, where's your friends, sir? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they things that are red flags, in my opinion. So um, mm. yeah, so it wasn't until it was made official, guys, then they were able to approach the bishop and go. I went through a few months of like you know investigation, and boom, yeah, it came out that way. So. Once again, if that, if, that, if that oversight was never made public, I don't know what would have happened. You know what I mean? It would have been Chinese whispers <laughs> until, you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's how I'm just like, how we do it. Like, that, that question there is a meaty one where I'm just still even phasing through now where I'm just like, you know what, sometimes, boy, the options are not that many, you know? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, I'm not a fan of social media being used to expose people. You know, I, I think that's messy, but then, yeah. You know, unfortunately, in the, in the age that we're living, with you know this generation, generation Z, you know, as far as they're concerned, you know, justice by all means necessary, in it. So, <laughs> so it's just, um, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like R. Kelly, old, yeah, but <laughs> peaking. I said R. Kelly <laughs> jumped straight to the other end. Bam. Um, especially media was the one that helped get that thing we started again in it. Bro. That's very so, true. Yeah, like we we're gonna mm-hmm. be it for what it was. You know what I mean, like. Wow. so you know president trump social media got him back you know what i mean there's so many yeah. so even that power element there I'm, I'm struggling with how we use that you know what i mean but at the same time can't argue with the results that's happening with it but you know what i'm saying yeah i'm a believer in righteousness and in order you know what i mean so and so it's just yeah it's a, tr- it's a it's a techie one guys you know what i mean so yeah so yeah in all honesty yeah I, I would say not everything needs to be taken to social media straight away i do think that there's a I do think we do see principles, even in Matthew 18, it's interesting when we um when we read through like what actual structure for church discipline is meant to look like, you know, that you go, you go, you go to the person, you try and work it out with your brother or sister or whatever. And in the event that you can't, you can't actually, you know, meet eye to eye, you take your witnesses, et cetera, you go to them, you walk through it with them, you, you know what I mean? You try and essentially plead with them about the sin, et cetera. And if they still don't hear it, then you end up having to go with the elders. I think, I think that kind of structure shows us, shows us a lot. Um, and sometimes people like, I remember when I first spoke to somebody about it, they were like, oh, like, you know, this is, this is the way that you try and keep people out of the church. And I was like, actually, no, very, very much the opposite. You know, I think, um, when we spoke about what kind of church cultures we should be looking for that are unhealthy, I think just an unloving culture in the church in general is, would be extremely problematic. Um, the way that we're meant to be dealing with conflicts, et cetera, like we even just had a sermon on Sunday about how God is a God of peace. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. And you know, just how the son is one who imitates the father, etc. And 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 that's why that's why that kind of terminology is used. Like 
you and to be honest, there's more there's loads more implications about that kind of terminology. But anyway, like even when you just like read the scriptures and you kind of get that kind of feel, you actually realize that no, the, the picture is not meant to be this is the way we remove someone from the church. Mm. Actually, it's meant to be a picture, this is the way that we try and plead with someone so that they don't let their sin lead them, do you know what I mean? Pull them away from Christ. Yeah. Um and 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 so you go to that person, you plead with them, you you try and contend with them, you try and bring them close. And you know, if they're still not hearing it, and if this is and you and we already appreciate that love covers a multitude of sin, but if this is one of those sins, one of those issues, as you said, that might have to require the police, one of those issues yeah. that um might end up, what's it called, that could easily result in somebody like a habitual issue or an issue that's kind of clearly like potentially detrimental to the soul, all these types of things. Yeah. You might have to bring that to them. You have to really like wrestle with them. And, and, and at this point, you know, peace where possible, but truth at all costs. And you're really having to, you know, in order for like, I think even in order for peace to be present in some situations, that war has to actually take place. There has to be have those difficult, you know, those difficult times to kind of iron out the issues. And and if they don't hear that, and if they're really not willing to to, to concede or to deal with that, you can't have to come with witnesses and you're trying to, and, and you get other people who are trying to plead with them. In the event they still don't hear it, you have to go with their elder, to the elder, the spiritual head, and hope that in one sense you'll be able to speak truth to them um, in such a loving way that they will just understand that actually, no, this is me playing with my soul, the state of my soul, and I can't, I can't, you know, forsake Christ over, over sin. And in the event they still don't hear it, they have to be treated as an unbeliever. I think that whole process just, just shows us so much structure. And I think actually sometimes in the church, we are way too quick to take things to social media. Yeah. But actually, to be fair, this is the other problem. We've, and we've mentioned this time and time again, and I hope people are getting a message. When, when your church government is not structured accordingly, yeah. or when, do you know what I mean? When like you have like serious deficiencies in your church government structure, you might give your members no choice but yeah. to take some things public. And that's, and that's, and that's unfortunate. So I do think there needs to be more um, yeah. willingness on our part to actually try and deal with these things in accordance with the way the scripture is actually laid out and not to yeah. seek justice on our own terms and in our own ways and actually to, yeah. to try and let the, the Bible act as an authority there. But also you need to also let the scriptures define how your church government ought to look. Yeah. And if your church government isn't looking the way it ought to, then sometimes your members are going to end up going outside of church government of the of the normal kind of church government procedure in order to have to deal with certain issues yeah. because you've not given them a route to deal with it properly. And and so that's and so they're the kind of like the kind of things that I'm juggling in my head at the moment because even though I appreciate social media has actually been a wonderful tool in order like in actually terms of getting certain things like moving and and whatever. At the same time, yeah. you know, our God has called us to actually handle things in certain ways, and actually if we yeah. handle it in love something we're looking to do is actually most of the time is actually to try and cover people's sins the best we can, obviously where possible in certain situations, yeah. you know, just because we've forgiven you doesn't necessarily mean that there are not still consequences for certain actions, but, yeah. but yeah, where, where possible, we're trying to actually cover people's sins. We're trying to actually show people love in the midst of it all. And we're trying to, you know what I mean, and we're trying not to, we're not trying to like get you canceled by the whole of the world. We're trying to, do you know what I mean? We're trying to, you know, when Christ has canceled your sins, why are we trying to get you canceled? Like we're, try, we're trying to do the best we can. Do you know what I'm trying to, trying to say to, to actually, to actually just to, 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 to reveal your sin to you so that we can live better, more godly lives together um, to the glory of God. Um, and so, yeah, that's the, that's just the kind of thoughts that are swimming in my head at the moment as I'm even just hearing the conversation flow. You know, it's deep with what you said, Rich, then that once again, then even how we're, uh, dealing with how we're hurt by leadership and then end up being so like always goes back to the type of leadership like what, what mm. I'm, you know what I mean so for mm. me guys like with this church hurt thing like I'm 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 applying pressure to the leaders on this thing big time you know right. I, like I'm, I'm I know that I probably would potentially may hurt people in the future you know it could the church hurt thing sometimes how people define it I think, I think some people try to run away with the word a bit you know what I'm saying but that's another conversation right. but uh, that's the onus on like man the depth of this pain and what you can go will always go back to how i choose to respond and handle it you understand kind of thing and mm. i feel like you know the pride maybe of the leader or whatever gets in the way of this thing and cause these questions that me and rich are you know are, are answering and then also trying to answer and then looking at the raw the other way of maybe handle in this generation is like you know what fam, it always rises and falls on leadership like john maxwell always says kind of thing i'm just thinking wow like I'm hearing you talking, I'm thinking, boy, the 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 the, the circle point here is the leader. Once yeah, 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 all the time. Every now. time, every time, every time, it's the same thing. <laughs> same thing coming back, coming back to the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah, leaders, if you're listening, please, pine up, pine up, getting in order. In closing, I've got two questions left. Yes. Um, so the, the the first question I was going to ask you is 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 how do you deal with like 
the relationships or the friends you have, um, people you've been ministered to who've mm. left the church due to, to the mistreatment they've received. And mm. secondly, like going reading through your Instagram post and understanding your journey of the pain you've you you vividly explained, like yeah, what is it about the church that keeps you like what do you love about the church? Like what's one thing that you'd love and oh, um yeah. that helps you as a pastor as you minister to people? That was that was that was a sermon still still <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to um, imitate Richard and Ayo now so yeah. <laughs> um let me see. So the first one like man dealing with people with that have left the church due to mistreatment like man like walk in love like don't be so swift to have answers um mm. you, you literally i'm telling you man like i feel like most people are still talking to me now because i just listened to them you know i was i, I was able to walk and be with them where they were at you know i was i, I was a listening air I was, I was an open heart and i really think you know you know us believers we make sure we we practice, you know, people skills, aka walking in real love, you know what I mean? That like empathizing with them and where they're at. Um, and that's being a good reason sample, but don't be swift to always instruct or to tell them, you know, what to do. You know, walk through them, you know, be that person there that they can mm. that they can know that you were there with them through it and you know, you weren't trying to monopolize it, you weren't trying to like, you know, polarize it, you weren't trying to be like, yeah, but you know, you, you were actually an open heart and a listening air, you know, because people always remember how you made them feel, especially in those moments of time as well. So that's yeah. one key advice I would say. Because sometimes believers we we can always be a bit black and white with how we deal with things, you know. What I mean, how we see things, yeah, but you know, like that ain't the time for all that stuff. That stuff there will get there as we <laughs> as we go along the journey when the questions start arising and when they start making maybe certain points where they actually believe on them, we can start challenging them on them things there. But at the moment in time when they're going through what they're going through, open hearts and listening ears, literally, and that's be present mm. with them. And just, you know, you know, pray with them, love on them, support them. Don't switch up on them. Like well, the main the main thing that people have when they say the whole church people is how they switch up on them when they feel mistreated and when they quote unquote lead the church, it's just like, rah, so the only reason you were my friend is because we go to the same church and because yeah. I did it. You know what I mean? Our love has to go deeper than that. You know, we've got to be like Jesus. We've got to see the people, you know, scattered. I mean, mood of compassion, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. So they, mm. we've got to meet their needs on a physical level and a spiritual level, you know? So we're praying for them and then we're being with them in, in person, you know what I mean? So that's what I would say to that. Um, second question was, um, what was it again, Mary? So it's quickly remind me. Um, just considering all the pain you've gone through, the yes. church that you received, what, like, what is yeah? What do you love about the church? Like, what's of course? I'm sure there's you can say fifteen thousand things, but like, yeah, right. Things, what's one thing during that season, and uh, even when you reflect back on on you know what happened years ago, like what is one thing mm. that, that kept you about the church? Man, boy. It, his, let me see. I'm trying to sound churchy here, guys. Right? It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I see, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to break this down into 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 what the, like his faithfulness, man. I, I feel like for everything I was going through, he was still there, man. I, uh, yeah, it's really that question there. I'm telling, I took all the time like it was God that kept me, man. I know we say that all the time, like in yeah. oh, God kept me, man. God kept, and I think. Just tasting of his faithfulness, his love, even through people, you know, even my like my my, my wife now, then with girlfriend, like man, she she yeah, man, like God, that was God's soundboard into my ears, man. I'm telling you, even the day where that six years ago thing happened, uh, Mary, like I wasn't even gonna go to church that day, you know. She came to my house, wow. <laughs> you know, what I say dragged me out, got my mom to drop me to the thing, and that you know that day there was there was an auto call that was given, and I, like I I knew that in my heart, if I didn't respond to this call, like that was given, like I just knew in my heart, if I leave this building without saying yes, without saying Jesus help, that I would have just bounced. I was near my heart. And like how I, how that whole experience happened was so supernatural spirit. I don't know what word to, what word to give it. It was just the, the beauty of God's love that despite all that I was going through, everything that I was feeling, where I was at, what I've done, he was still calling me, you know what I mean? So yeah. honestly, what I love about the church is that it's, it's a house of forgiveness, it's a house of healing, it's a house of love. It's, it's God's visible expression of his hands and his feet, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And and mm. <laughs> and being able to be handled like that. And, and the church I went to was such a healthy church, man. They, they, they handled me well, well, well. Like it was beautiful. And that's experiencing 
using his hands and feet through people that still loved him and were faithful to preach his truth. That's what gave me, you know, that, yeah, that's it. That's what gave me the, the, the my love and my hope in the church. And that, you know what? Yeah, yeah, man, this thing, this thing, in his flaws and all's, it's still God's bride, it's still God's vehicle, it's still God's way of, of, of life and and, 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 and and you know, that's God's answer to humanity, you know what I mean? So yeah, mm. yeah. that's that's what I was saying in a nutshell. Yeah. It's a good question though. Might write a blog about that still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to add, Richard? No, 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 no. I think the answer was great. No, I thank you so answer. much. Thank, thank you so you. much. Um, right, where can we find you? I'm sure you, you know, you, you've got a, a YouTube channel, your church, yeah? Like, yeah, whatever yeah, you want to yeah oh thank you plug-in time hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so you can find me so um by ayakuni is my handle on instagram twitter and my church and new thing london london being ldn you can find us on youtube on instagram as well and twitter um, my website's coming out soon ayakuni.com so i don't know when this is coming out wednesday in it well, it's not yep. about wednesday but yeah it'll be out soon whenever you listen to this um so um yeah i see you can actually find me online literally and i also my four twelve men four twelve men.com four being the letter four um twelve men and you mean um, number number yeah no 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 <laughs> the, um, the website is for, oh it's forgive four, me it's F-O, F-O, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 men.com and obviously every monday we have men's monday which is on youtube at the moment right now thanks to corona um so you catch us there tonight <laughs> every monday 7 30 p.m on our youtube channel we have men's monday so yeah man that's where you can find more about myself guys well, that's beautiful so much for having me i really no worries really an honor no, that's beautiful to, man to, to um, be on here and talk about a couple like this from this dynamic man so yeah god bless yeah you. no i think it's a, a fantastic well. conversation um addressing church hurt uh with, that's hopeful um yeah. and also from a perspective of a church leader i'm sure so many people who've been through it are listening to this and can yeah. find much encouragement by by your journey how you yeah. how you process it now and and, and the, the truths that you and richard and myself were sharing so nah appreciate you man mm. appreciate yeah no I'll, love for this aisle yeah. one day i'm gonna do this the, the story in full i know my instagram post just, just kind of touched on it a little bit so quick vlog yeah yeah it's coming yeah, yeah. and then send it to black berea <laughs> oh, 100%, right. we got you, we got you. i might have to get one of you guys to interview me so i answer, answer all the questions we're here man literally but yeah guys tell us, tell us what you think tell us your experiences of church huh? uh why you love the church church in the wild yeah that's it this is black berea cheers thanks guys peace blessings